from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Star Joe's podcast episode 236 Disney plus Star Joe's I'm your host Ryan and I'm John and welcome back everyone it John it has been a while man it is July my friend wow. July is the last time we're recording wow I didn't realize it was that far back I looked <laughs> Wow. it was the episode was 1980 something where we talked about the Joe and Cobra that's right lines. yeah and yeah. and it's been uh it's been a little over a month since I put out a start a regular Star Joe's episode. Uh and I did I uh you guys haven't heard it yet, but there is an episode that's going as of the recording today, there's an episode going out tomorrow, because uh, I have the day off, uh that will be our recording from Baltimore. Uh which uh let me go ahead and introduce our guest who was actually there in Baltimore with us, uh Mr. Eric Grubb. Uh thanks for coming back and joining us. Hi, I've been introduced. It's time to initiate self-destruct. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, people have heard this already uh, at this point, but uh, we had a, a not much longer of an episode that we recorded in Baltimore because we didn't really record for a very long time, but the uh, I made the mistake of not putting fresh batteries into the recorder. Uh, we got about 25 to 30 minutes of the episode, uh, but what we did get, as people have heard by now, uh, when they hear this one, uh, was comedy gold from our good buddy Rock, who was on fire that night. So, uh, John, when you hear it, you're gonna, you're definitely gonna need your inhaler or something like that. So, duly noted. <laughs> uh, I do. I in that episode, I do give. Uh, uh, a bit of a summary to make the episode a bit longer, just talk a little bit more about what happened in Baltimore and everything else. But then I kind of warn people after that about what's to come. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, man, I can't believe it's been July, but you've been busy. So, uh, do you want to give the listeners just like a sh- 
brief overview of what you've been up to and what's been going on for you? Sure. It has been an, a, a very exciting year. Uh, unfortunately, I was not at Baltimore because I was in L.A. at a conference speaking, and I got a chance to meet Paul Lieberstein, who a lot of people know as Toby from The Office, yep. and had a chance to actually talk to him for a little bit, get a picture, and that was really, really amazing. Uh, fun, fun trip. Uh, before that, I was in Sioux, Fa- or I'm sorry, Grand Forks, North Dakota, and that also was a fun trip. Uh, quite a bit different from LA. Uh, when I was in LA, I took some pictures and I posted, I think, on the maybe even on the Facebook page. But got to go to the Chinese theater and I saw the Star Wars footprints and handprints from '77, '78 with uh, R2 and 3PO and yeah. Vader. That was cool. And uh, yeah, just you know, obviously. Great trip, really fun. Been, you know, on the road a lot for work. I have figured out that I have been on the road with my trips in December. I'll have been on the road over 65 days in hotels this year. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, so, John, would you yeah. say you have a long way to go and a short time to get there? I do. And watch <laughs> Old Bandit run, especially when I take beer to my boss in Columbus. I have to bootleg it across three state lines to get it there. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, uh, it, but no, it's been a, a I obviously have have missed you guys very much. I have been producing a lot of content for the HR Social Hour, uh, and it's yeah, just a crazy year. Uh, yeah. But again, it's good nice to be back. Though. Yeah, good kind of crazy. Yeah. And uh, excited to see what uh, what 2020 is going to bring. We've yeah. yeah, I just a lot a lot of good stuff happening and. That's but, awesome. But then and then we got this Disney Plus thing, which made this month even better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Grub, uh, just kind of brief overview. I know it's been a little while since we've had you on too. Like anything in particular has been going on, uh, outside of Baltimore, uh, for you lately? I had a very busy October where pretty much every single weekend I was doing some sort of con between Baltimore. There was a con up in Jersey called Chiller. Um, the, I don't even remember at this point. It's all kind of blurring together. I broke my toe. Um, and then. As we're recording this, I have one more day at work, and then I go to Disney World for a couple of days. So, nice, yeah. and, and it, never to return because you will live in in Star Wars Land. Uh, from there. <laughs> well, I, I have to because in the weekend after, so it's I don't have a full week of work. I think, but one week between, between now and the rest of the year because you've got I have to go. To, I'm going to Disney World, then you got Thanksgiving, then I have to go to Nashville, um, and then. My parents come into town with the opening of Star Wars, and then we go on company yeah. break for the rest of the year. So it's it, it's a lot of busy, a lot of busyness. Yeah, and that's the thing for me too. Like I've got a lot going on. Uh, I've had a lot going on in October, uh, and then I have a lot going on coming up the rest of the year. And I'm like, I gotta squeeze in some Star Joe's episodes here and there. I'm I'm actually gonna be appearing on a couple other shows uh, coming up before the end of the year. Uh, I'm gonna be on. Uh, a new podcast, a, a guy that found our podcast because of me appearing on another show uh, to talk about the Kickstarter that I had, which uh, the Kickstarter was unsuccessful. That's fine. I learned a lot from it, uh, and I'm going to be relaunching in January, so stay tuned for that. Um, but uh, he is uh, a guy, he has a podcast called uh, My One Black Friend and My One White Friend. <laughs> uh, which I thought was an amusing name for uh, for a show, 
but uh, it's two guys. They're longtime friends. Uh, as you can imagine, one is white and one is black. Uh, and uh, they talk about entertainment and everything else. And he has he heard me, I believe, was he heard me on Pop Culture Leftovers. And uh, him and I have communicated back and forth about a few things. He was very excited about the Kickstarter and everything. And uh, he is going to have me on. They're going to do uh, kind of marathon episodes of covering every Star Wars movie up to the rise of uh, Skywalker uh, or including the rise of Skywalker. Uh, so I am going to be on, uh, it was names drawn out of a hat uh, and I'm going to be on for the last Jedi. Uh, so I did let him know, don't expect to, for me to be bringing the last Jedi hate with me or anything like that, because while there's things about it, I don't care for and things I, I would have done differently. Uh, overall, I do enjoy the movie, and he goes, oh, that's okay. I, I actually like it, so uh, it'll be an interesting conversation. Uh, I'm supposed to do that in early October, late November, um, and then I'm supposed to appear on Pop Culture Leftovers. They're going to have me on again near the end of uh, December, and I think we're going to talk about The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I just told him let me know what he needs me to be prepared for, so it's always a uh, fun journey with those guys, uh, especially because it was cool because Brian still listens to the show. I'm pretty sure Jake still listens to the show, which are the hosts, on, the main hosts on there. And uh, I helped them kind of get started, and Chuck kind of inspired Brian to continue doing the show when he didn't want to do it anymore. So uh, they are wildly successful now as a show, and uh, it's it's really awesome to, uh, to s- still be friends with them and for them to had me come on every once in a while. Brian had me on last year near the end of the year. And he says, Hey, I want to kind of have you on again, make it maybe a tradition that at the end of each year we, we have you come on. So, so that should be fun. Uh, and in between there, we'll, we'll get some star Joe's goodness out there as well. So, um, Hey Ryan, I did want to mention one other thing that yeah. as we're sitting here, cause it has been so long. I worked a comic book show back in September and uh, was once again fortunate enough to be Mr. Hama's handler for the weekend. Nice. A lot of fun up in Fairfax, Virginia. And, yeah, I had not worked a show in a while. It was great to see him. Got a, an amazing hard master and soft master sketch in the book. And he told he told some great stories. And, <laughs> I was uh, going to say, I'm sure he yeah, did. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Like I said, I had not seen him in a while. And I actually met... Uh, a guy who builds Joe Lego stuff, like all custom nice. things. And I'm ho- hopefully he's listening to the show. I tried to turn him on to it and, and, uh, really interesting a fellow from, I believe he was from Denmark originally or Norway, somewhere in, in, in Nordic country came here as a, as a teenager, you know, late teenager, early twenties, but grew up reading Joe comics that had been translated. And oh, nice. so he, but he is really into this. He's really into building these Lego sets that are so much more impressive than anything the Creo stuff ever did. Uh, he actually had a display at the show, and that was nice. that was pretty cool. So a lot of a lot of Joe fans came out to see Mr. Hama, and several folks we know or and have run across over the years, and several met several new collectors and fans that I had not met before, and that's always that's always a great thing about doing those shows. Oh yeah, for sure, getting to meet people and definitely a different vibe because he was the only major guest artist. Nice. So he, he was it and he was the show. (laughs) That's awesome. I have have a second with those Legos because they were unreal. 
Yeah. yeah. You know, and he had like every character and like every vehicle you could think of. I mean, it was, it was insane. I mean, I don't think he had like the base or the, the, he had the flag, but he had a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, well, in, I, and again, I mentioned this in the Baltimore episode, but just to kind of have, give listeners an idea of things to come, uh, in Baltimore, I did talk to four creators and they've all, uh, agreed to come on the show. Um, and I'm also, I also gave Shannon a hard time about coming back on the show. I said, dude, just come on once. I don't need you on like regularly, but you know, come on once in a while just to, for something. He's like, all right. So as you can imagine, Shannon saying, um, but I talked to Brendan Fletcher, who's currently the writer on Robotech Remix. Um, and he's, I, I was also talking to him about his, his other comic is Sola. Uh, he is a really cool guy, really awesome writer. Um, so he was, absolutely willing to come on the show. Uh, I talked to Olivia Remondelli, who is uh, a Transformers artist, an amazing Transformers artist. Uh, he's real. he's a really cool guy to talk to. Um, so looking forward to him coming on. Um, Will Rosado, who I said he was a Joe artist, as many people know. And uh, I s- talked to him about coming on the show and he says, well, I'm warning you that once you get me started talking about GI Joe, I'm not going to stop. And I told him that is perfectly fine. Uh, and then Katie Cook has agreed to come on the show, uh, and we're gonna, I'm gonna have her on to talk about, uh, of course some of her work when it comes to Star Wars, but we're also gonna talk Muppets. Uh, I, I told her, I said, I don't really have a whole lot of people to talk Muppets with. And so. You need to ask Katie about her work with, uh, the My Little Pony comic. Oh just, yeah. Just for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Plus she also threw like uh, a lot of, she's a huge Disney fan, so she threw a lot yeah. of Disney, uh, yeah. Stuff into that. Oh yeah. No, we're going to definitely like have a, have a nice conversation and, uh, about all the stuff that she's worked on that would be related to the show here. And, uh, I'm glad you mentioned My Little Pony though, because, uh, I believe all of us have watched it. Uh, it's a good segue for us. Uh, before we get into the Disney Plus stuff, uh, there was also something very related to the show near and dear to our hearts. And that was, uh, the toys that made us season three aired. Uh, which had My Little Pony, uh, pro wrestling figures, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and um, uh, the Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Um, did you guys see all of all four episodes at this point? I did. I have seen about the first ten minutes of the TMNT one, and that's all okay. I've that's all I've been able to get okay. through so far, just because the nature of of a three year old of, of life. I was going to say of life in general. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so John, what did you, what did you think of the, the new season? Anything particular stand out for you? Anything that you liked? Anything you didn't like? I, I was pleasantly surprised to see Laird and Eastman together yes. again. That was nice. I didn't realize that there was such an age difference. You know, I, I didn't either. Laird's like 65 years old and, and yeah. not to say it's a, I mean, it was just surprising to me. I thought it was funny the way he was dressed. Uh, yeah. That was kind of kind of hysterical. But no, I, I thought they were all really well done. That show is always well done. I always learn yeah. something. I watched the pony one last just because I wasn't sure. I may have learned the most on that one. Yeah. yeah. But again, it's the one I'm least familiar sure. with and, and not, you know, I've never collected any of them. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed all of them. I think it's great that they've changed the theme song. To now, it's an ongoing series yes. instead of an eight-part series. <laughs> yes, I, I hope they continue to do more. There's certainly, there's certainly out there. out there for them to do. 
but yeah, no, I thought they were, they were all, uh, there wasn't a clunker in the bunch. And again, I always learned something. I learned a lot on Power Rangers too, because that's something other than I know Shannon and Travis really being into Super Sentai and Common Rider. That's really all I know about that property. Uh, you know, that yeah. was, that was well after I was, you know, I was in college when those shows first landed here, you know, at least the Americanized version Power Rangers hit. I had no frame of reference for those folks at all. I've met Walter, uh, uh, Walter Jones, who was the original Black Ranger, actually met him at the show I worked. He is super cool. I've always heard that about him, yeah. uh, but actually I met him over dinner and talked to him for a bit and really, really nice guy. And, uh, awesome. yeah, so no, it was, I, uh, it's one of those things where I, I hate binge watching because now I don't, I don't get any for what another year. Right. <laughs> like, like, right. <laughs> but, well, you are going to get, cause they're going to be coming out yes, relatively movies, soon, though, the movies, movies that yes. made us. So, yes. um, which I find interesting, some of the choices that they made, but I, I'm just as eager to watch all of those because of how good of a job they've done with the toys that made us. So, did you see, um, uh, was it Brian Volkweiss or whatever his name is, the guy that created the, the show, his post the other day about like, uh, his response to people about, well, you should do this, this line of toys and this line of toys. And he, he bought up specifically like silver hawks and masks and mask, yeah. not masks, singular. <laughs> um, and he basically said like, look, I understand that these are cool toys and all, but most of these shows lasted a season, if that. Right. And right, they had right. like one, they had like a couple of months of toy line and that was it. You can't really, yeah. like, I can't do shows on something like that. Yeah. You know? I would, I would agree with them on Silverhawks. I don't know if I'd agree with them on Mask because, because even though it didn't last long, there was still like 80 some episodes and there was a, a few different waves of toys when it came to that. Um, I feel like you could do an episode on Mask. Uh, I feel like if you can't do an episode on Mask, you can't really do an episode on Thundercats either, because Thundercats didn't have the hugest toy line, and and but it's still considered very beloved. I almost feel like he should do like have an episode, have it be like a double sized episode where it's like hitting some of these minor toy lines or something like that that didn't last very long. Well, and you um, also have to figure he's got to find the people. Oh yeah. To, to do it because it's really impressive when he gets entire like the My Little Pony one. When he had that entire crew together or, you know, and, and I loved it, like, just like the He-Man one where there was argument over who, who really takes claim for I help, I created this. That's hysterical right. to me that you're talking 30 years later. These people right. are still having pissing contests Absolutely. over who did what on them. N- knowing full well, they made a lot of money. I mean, you think about all oh, these yeah. properties that they've done to your point, they've sustained, you know, if Power Rangers has had figures for what, so, 25 years and yeah. turtles is 30 something. Joe is 50 plus. I mean, you know, and the one thing they haven't done that's long-term is hot wheels. And I'm really yeah. surprised. they haven't. I, I assume that will be something they do sometime. I would think so. But hot, yeah, I would think hot, so. You know, hot wheels slash matchbox. Yeah. Got it from a girl, from a girl's side. I feel like unless I'm not remembering, cause I don't remember all the episodes they did. They didn't do a strawberry shortcake one yet. Did they? No. They have not. No, I think they they've only not. done Barbie and My Little Pony. Yeah, my Barbie and My Little Pony. And uh, Care Bears would be another good one. Uh, Cabbage too. Patch Kids, maybe. Yeah. Oh, that would be a good one. Yeah, yeah. that'd be a big – yeah. Yeah. So there's st- – I mean, there's still a lot out there. I'm looking up at my shelf, and I'm also looking at, like, you could potentially do a Voltron one because uh, there's plenty of variations of Voltron and everything else. Uh, but, yeah, from the – 
guys' toys and stuff like that, there's not, I mean, I'm looking at, like, you can't really do one on sectars, you can't do one on centurions, uh, you know, none of those starcom, you know, even though I love all that type of stuff, there's not enough meat there, to his point. I would like to see him do older stuff. Like, I'd love to see a Mego one. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, they touched on Mego with Star Trek and how that never hit at the right time, but you figure how many people are into Mego and the fact they just relaunched lately. Yeah. Uh, for better or worse, <laughs> they're, yeah. there's, they're out there. So I, you know, I, I know we talk about what made us and I get that he is certainly in our age range, but I'd love to see something maybe push back even a little bit, you know, knowing Hot Wheels came before and, and Mego and, and I think there's some other things that could be interesting yeah. in that regard. I wonder if there is any possibility for him to just do like just a Marvel and just a DC one, or if there would be too much red tape to do those ones, uh, just knowing like, the different toy figures. Well, out that rest, that wrestling one, he he hit all those all those different, yeah, was, yeah. The, all I the different. Could do a, a superhero uh, one. What's that? I think you could do a superhero specific show rather than Marvel sure. DC because yeah. you know as a lot of people as like a little kid is like you know I I didn't know what the difference was between Marvel and DC. All I knew was sure. Superman, Batman, Spider Man. I didn't know. Right. Right. The um. It to just to touch on each one for me it was uh, the so I watched the My Little Pony one first and uh, definitely learned a lot from that. Like you said, John, I I'm, having a sister, I she had My Little Pony, so I was familiar with a lot of the eighty stuff. Wasn't as familiar with like obviously where they came from and uh, who was responsible for what. Which obviously, like you said, they were even they were arguing about who was responsible for what. Um, so that was really interesting. The wrestling one. I didn't realize how many hands wrestling figures have changed oh, <laughs> over yeah. the years. Yeah. That was crazy. Um, and the thing I like that they did also is they, they also talked about what was happening in the wrestling world at the time and how that related to the toys. Um, so that was, that was cool too. Cause I don't know a lot of that history of other than 1980s wrestling. I didn't really follow wrestling past that and not a big wrestling fan now, but it was still very interesting to me. Um, the turtles, uh, like you said, you, you hit it right on the head, John, the, the highlight for me was seeing Eastman and Laird both talking and seeing those two come back together again, uh, kind of finding out what kind of tore them apart and then what brought them and seeing them, them back together and nothing warmed my heart more than to see the two of them drawing next to each other again. And so help me God if IDW does not make a way for them to just do a one shot together one more time, please make that happen. I would, I would kill to have just a one shot turtles comic with that's done by Eastman and Laird again. That I think that would be amazing. Um, and it sounds like based on how they, now granted it's all in editing, but right. based on how they ended it, it made it seem like that would be something that they would love to do. Um, so, um, and then when it came to the, uh, Power Rangers, yeah, that was past my, you know, the generation after me. So I never really got into Power Rangers, but, uh, Saban, very interesting guy, uh, like in, in a very Absolutely. good way. Yeah. yeah and the yeah. fact that, uh, what's his name wrote the, uh, all the theme music for on, yeah. the, on the Ninja Turtles stuff. Who knew that yeah. Chuck Lorre, that was what he did before Two and a Half Men and all the, and that right. guy is like super, both of them are super yeah. successful, but came yeah. out of writing jingles and, you know, commercials. Yeah. That, that was fascinating. That really was yeah. fascinating. Yeah. So, uh, so love what they're doing. I am, I am planning on having, uh, 
uh, the creator back on again. I know we've had him on once before, before all this even started. Uh, I, I'm going to reach out. I still have the email contact and they told us we could, you know, they reached out again saying, Hey, if you'd like to have him on again. Um, so definitely want to have him on again now that we've had like three seasons of it and would love to, uh, kind of hear what, you know, if he's able to reveal like what he has planned coming up because we don't know. Could he also revisit some of these things, uh, you know, that he, I remember him talking with Star Wars where he said he had like three hours of material that he didn't get to touch on certain things in it. Like, would he revisit one of the toy lines again and talk about some of the things he didn't get to talk about before? Um, so it'll be interesting to see what, what he possibly could do. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I, I'm sure I have a feeling I'm going to watch one or two of them again, just because I feel like there was so much information there that I just, I'd like to see that, uh, watch them one or two more times. Um, but speaking of things that I've watched one or two more times, uh, Disney Plus hit, and uh, we'll hit the overall Disney Plus, but I think the first thing that we need to talk about is The Mandalorian, because I don't know about you guys, but that's the first thing I watched Oh yeah, uh, as soon as I got Disney Plus. <laughs> I was like, I, I knew that was going to be the first thing. It was whatever came after that. I wasn't sure what I was going to watch next, but I knew I was going to watch The Mandalorian. Uh, so... Um, just overview, we'll, we'll get into the actual storyline and, and talk about some of the pin, uh, highlights and everything else. But for those that have not watched it, I don't want to spoil anything just yet. So, um, John overview, just like, what did you think overall? I assume you've watched both episodes that are out as of this recording. What was your overall impression of the show? I love it. I absolutely love it. Live action Star Wars means something to me again, and I am <laughs> beside myself. Like I, I just, I love the look, the music, the all the Easter eggs and all the drops to, especially to the holiday special. Come yeah. on, <laughs> like that's crazy. And that reveal at the end of the first episode, yeah. Daniel yeah. and I were watching it. We just lost it. We absolutely yeah. lost it because I didn't see that coming. I don't know about yeah. you guys. I didn't see. I didn't see any of it. I, I just think it's. It's entertaining. I can't, you know, it's what I hate that I, you know, just like I said earlier, I hate that stuff can be bingeable. I kind of hate that I have to wait now every Friday to see what's going to happen <laughs> next with this. But right. I, I just, I'm so happy. I, I mean, I, unless it just goes off the deep end somewhere, it's going to be, you know, I do a pop culture show now on social hour and it's going to be on my top, probably my number one thing or top two things, you know, as far as new TV this year. I, I just, yeah. I, I absolutely adore it. And again, the look, the sounds, the, the, it, it, I was amazed at the quality of the effects, you know, and, and that it looks, I, I don't, yeah, I, I, I could go on and on and on just at the base level because it's so good. When the, when the only complaint or one of the only complaints I've heard about the show is that it's too short. I'm like, okay, now you're just grasping at things. <laughs> so, I, you know, um, if it's a, you know, you figure it's going to be what, like basically a six hour show or yeah. four and five hours. I, I don't, yeah. That, yeah. Or it costs what, 150 million, something yeah. like that. That's what a movie would uh, cost. Yeah. Uh, that's half that amount yeah. of time. So, yeah. I, but I, yeah, um, I'm totally in, guys. I, I, I freaking love it. I think it's great. Uh, Grub, how about you? Again, we'll get into spoilers in a little bit, but just overall. What are your thoughts and feelings when it comes to comes to the show? I am enjoying the show, but I'm not like completely madly in love with it like so many people I know seem to be. 
Okay. Um, it's, I love the feel of it. I love the look of it. Um, but I'm, it, it feels like not a lot has happened. Okay. <laughs> and I, I just, I don't like, it's not, I'm not, I don't want to sound like I'm saying the show is crap because it's not. It's just, I'm not really sure what I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I know the way Filoni, Dave Filoni, who's one of the executive producers and while Favreau is the one really writing it, Filoni's hands are all over this thing. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And the way he works is he starts off slow. Yeah. And then by the end of the season, he's just, you know, he tends to be full throttle, throwing all kinds full of stuff at yeah. you. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> the ending of that first episode, I mean, Ryan, you saw my text. I was like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> I, I could not say that that would have ever been exactly close to anything I would have no. ever yes. thought would have happened in this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, like, I like the whole idea of the, the you know, the man with no name kind of, yeah. uh, Sierra Leone, whatever, Sergio Leone Western type films at this field. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know, like, I, and, I, and honestly, I'm one of those people, I think it's too short. I think yeah. these episodes, 30 minutes, I'm like, really? Okay. Like, I was expecting this would be like 45 to an hour. Yeah. It, it feels too short to me. Um, but, okay. you know, I'm going to keep watching. Uh, you know, there's no doubt about that. And, uh, you know, where it gets to when at the end of the season, maybe I'll have a different opinion. Maybe I'll like it a lot more and a slow build on it. But, yeah. you know, right now, having... 35 minutes or 65 minutes or 70 minutes of a show. I, I don't, I don't, you know, it's good. Enjoy it. I think everyone should watch it, but yeah. not crazy about it. Yeah. Um, I, I no shocker. I love it. Um, I, I love the, the idea that they went with a, like this space Western feel to it because there has always been elements. Of, I, I heard someone say like, Oh, they're bringing this element to star Wars. I'm like, no, that element was always there. <laughs> so, um, so to me, they were just, they're just enhancing that element in this, uh, which I, I love. I love that they're, uh, expanding the lore of the Mandalorians. Um, and we, we get a lot of insight as to things that have happened to them. And like I said, we'll get into spoiler things in a little bit. Um, yeah, did not see that ending coming. Like you said, John, and you said, Grub, I don't know anyone that could have seen that ending coming of the first episode. Um, it totally blew me away. Uh, thank God I watched it right away because people have been spoiling it left and right. Um, and, uh, and there, and there's two things with the ending there that kind of surprised me. So, um, Watched the second episode. I I think I actually liked the second episode more than the first one. Um, and uh, but yeah, love the music, love the feel, love the look of it, love the the actors that have been making appearances in it. We'll talk about that some. Um, but yeah, I I totally get the the shortness factor of it uh, as being a complaint. But like I said, in my eyes, if that's the one thing people can complain about, then it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, I would love a longer show, but then at the same time, I also don't want it to be filler. Like, I I feel like stuff that's happening right now, a lot of it does matter. Uh, and I feel like if you're adding another 10 minutes, it might be stuff that really doesn't matter. Um, 
I like that it's supposed to be eight episodes because that tells me you have a certain amount of time. The other thing that this has done for me is, because uh, you're talking about Filoni, it's made me go back and start watching the Clone Wars again. Uh, and I'm actually watching them in chronological order now because StarWars.com has a list of, of how to, the order to watch the episodes. And so I've actually gone back and I've watched five of the episodes so far plus the movie in the chronological order. Uh, and it's just because of how much I'm enjoying the Mandalorian. I'm like, okay, now I'm eager to watch more Star Wars stuff. And I've always wanted to go back and rewatch all the Clone Wars, uh, in chronological order. So I'm doing that now. So, um, all right. So that's, that's it for the non spoilers. So if you have not watched the Mandalorian at all, <laughs> uh, and don't want to be spoiled, you need to stop listening right now. Go watch it. Get Disney plus and check it out. Uh, cause we're, from this point on, we're spoiling the crap out of it. We can say anything we want about it. Um, and, uh, you, you've been warm, warned. So, um, so, Grub, since you did send me the text message, why don't you go ahead and reveal what, what happened at the end of the first episode? Might as well just get that out of the way right now. Well, let's give me a second. Let me pull up my text message to see what I actually, <laughs> <laughs> what I actually sent. Um, da, 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 where is it? Oh my god. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I'm almost there. I'm almost, oh. Screw you, go back. Yeah, go ahead, somebody else talk for the moment. (laughs) I'm looking to see what you sent me too. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Um, my response to Ryan was, holy shit, I was not expecting that. Baby Yoda. And then we had a whole discussion about was Baby Yoda the spoiler that I kept hearing about. Right. Um, right. Because you were thinking there was possibly some spoiler to Episode Nine. Yeah, that's that's uh, the way I had understood it when they kept talking about there was a major Star Wars spoiler, major spoiler, and well, clearly a baby freaking Yoda. And yes, we know it's not Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah. Okay? No. Or is it? No, I don't. It's, we it's promise. Not- we don't have a species name for Yoda, so Baby right. Yoda is just the easiest thing to call it. Well, um, here's the thing. It's definitely not the Yoda we know, but it could be a Baby Yoda because there's speculation that it's a clone of Yoda. Yes. And therefore still Baby Yoda. <laughs> Who knows, maybe. Um, but Because the, the scientist that helps put him on the in the bounty, someone had pointed out that there is on his sleeve, and I need to go back and see if this is true, it is that on his yeah. sleeve, Camino, Camino symbol. Yep. So I feel like that's a major hint that this is a clone of some type. Um, and the other the other thing with the baby Yoda that I mean, I'm jumping across here is like, well, people are like, oh, he's 50 years old. How old was Yoda when he died? It's like, no, 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 no. It's been 50 years since the bounty was placed. For all we know, that thing's a stasis chamber. Right. And that baby's been in stasis because who's been taking care of it and feeding it for 50 years? Right. You know? Well, and the thing is, too, he might be, he could also be 50 years old, um, development wise. But remember also that the, uh, Camonians were able to, uh, rapidly age the clones. So, yeah, so I don't know. The whole argument, oh, Yoda would have been died when he was like 18. It's like, okay, whatever. It's fine. Well, remember but, that Yoda did visit Kamino himself. Sure. But too. I mean, at this, like, at this point, I'm like, look, I trust in Filoni and Fab. Oh, yeah. That they didn't just pull a number out of their butt 
and didn't right. think about that. What, what was that was going to mean? They specifically right. picked a number and a species, and they've got a plan for it. I don't know what yeah. it is. We may not yeah. know for a while what it is, but there's a right. plan for it. We so. might not know this season. So, <laughs> uh, one thing I wanted to mention too is uh, my one buddy Chris, uh, who I work with. I didn't realize he had made this meme. Uh, I found out after I had already posted it. Uh, but he did a meme of Gizmo uh, and Baby Yoda and said, I'm the cutest thing ever is where Gizmo is. And then Yoda says, my beer you will hold. Uh, and I posted it. I saw it on there. I thought it was funny. So I thought he just found it. And I grabbed it and put it on the Star Joe's page. That thing is ha- has reached 2,782,223 people as of me as I was recording this right now, and has been shared by 33,455 people. That is by far and large the most views and shares we've ever had of any post ever because people are losing their shit over Baby Yoda. <laughs> Case in point, my son, my, my almost four-year-old, yeah. um, saw Baby Yoda at the end of that first episode and yelled at, Yoda! He's, it kept saying, he's so cute, he's so cute. And then we watched, he, he specifically asked last night to watch that episode two of The Mandalorian because Baby Yoda. And every time nice. he saw Baby Yoda, he would go, oh, it's so cute, it's so cute. I'm like, yes, <laughs> it is ridiculously cute. Yeah, my 16 yeah. year old was doing that, so it doesn't matter how old. <laughs> I'm going to send you guys uh, a photo, uh, and I'll put it up on the Star Joe's page, but uh, months and months ago, uh, there was the bounty box, uh, Smuggler's Bounty Box, that had stuff in it. And one of the things they had in there was a plush Yoda. And if this thing doesn't look a little bit like the baby Yoda, I don't know what does. <laughs> but all I can see is this thing being... Uh, I'm sending it to you guys in a text message, but uh, I can only imagine that Disney is going to capitalize on this immediately and make plushies and everything else for it. Something else I got to give credit to is the fact that that did not leak. Yeah. Before. Oh yeah. The episode aired. Nobody, I don't recall seeing other than like people who had seen, uh, some of the press people who had seen, I thought they'd only seen 25 minutes or something of it. I didn't realize, well, of course, it's only like 37 or 39 minutes or something, so you basically saw the whole episode. But yeah. Nobody leaked it previous. Which is shocking. Yeah. I mean, within 10 minutes of the episode going up and pe- or being able to watch it, people freaking probably spoiled it. But, um, yeah. you know, I was like, wow, I, nobody, blew, nobody blew this at all. Yeah, which is awesome. Uh, gotta give kudos for that. Um, so to, to mention some of the other things, and we'll get back to Baby Yoda, uh, but. You're right, um, that Yoda does look a lot like. Doesn't it? <laughs> the ears aren't big enough, but the eyes. No, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got like, I'm surrounded by like four Yodas right now, so. Um, but, uh, the opening scene of the first episode I thought was a great way to open it up. Uh, I love the fact that so far in the t- first two episodes, he has not removed his helmet at all. Um, I also heard that, and I didn't look this up, uh, but I also heard that uh, the voice is the one actor, and the body is actually John Wayne's grandson. Are it's you, not... Are you talking about the, the the person in the Mando armor? In the Mando armor, yeah. No, it's 100% Pedro Pascal. Is it? Okay. Yes, it's 100% him. Okay. 
Okay. Good to know. I had heard something else, so uh, that's good to know. Um, but I'm I'm glad we he has not removed the mask. Uh, they're not doing at least so far. They're not doing the bullshit of oh we need to show the actor's face. No, this staying true to the character and staying true to the to who they are. I like the fact that he he has not removed the mask. Uh, I'm sure at some point he will, uh, but uh, now is not the time for that. Um, I love the, the, I saw someone do a comparison with the good, bad, and the ugly and the opening scene from The Mandalorian where they show, uh, uh, Clint Eastwood walking in to the bar and then they show the Mandalorian walking into the bar and like the music's very similar. The, the feel is very similar and stuff like that. And, uh, I thought that was pretty sweet. Uh, what do you guys think of like the opening scene for the first episode in that bar scene? First, yeah. I thought that. I thought how he killed the one guy trying to escape. Oh yeah. I was almost surprised. I did not know what to expect with Disney plus, right? Sure. Like, you know, I just didn't know, but the fact that we've seen, uh, exter- you know, d- uh, disintegrations and, uh, yes. in off of screen, at least implied that a dude got cut right in half. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. again, I'm all in. <laughs> and when they, yeah. when, when they mowed down, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was it was great, and I couldn't believe I I couldn't believe that was Horatio Sands. Yeah, as the uh, as the alien. Life day. Y- yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it, yes. It's canon. My first thought, well, that that was the big secret they were talking about. This big spoiler gotcha. that Life Day is now finally canon. <laughs> I almost 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 want them to do a new Star Wars holiday special now. <laughs> well, Favreau has talked about he wants to do it. Yeah. I think what they need to do is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and the Disney Parks, they need to do a Life Day thing. Oh, that would be cool. That would be very cool. Um, yeah, I love the fact... I will say with Horatio Sands, the only thing that I was a little disappointed with is I, I feel like he was almost too human for being an alien. Um, like, he just seemed too, like, just himself uh, rather than being playing some type of alien character or something like that. And I don't know if it's just because he was talking normal. Um, you know, it wasn't like some type of alien. I would say it didn't have a language. So somebody said, I heard yeah. somebody say that. Like, why didn't he speak in some foreign tongue? And yeah, you can only do so much of that. I think on that show or in, yeah. in his movies, you know? Yeah. I mean, I didn't mind him at all. I heard someone else and this didn't bother me at all, but someone else complained about him, uh, the Mandalorian la- allowing him to just go ahead and wander on the ship. And I'm like, yeah, he kind of knew what he was doing. <laughs> He's like, I it, think he intentionally let him go because he knew what was going to happen. And that's the first time we've ever seen a toilet in Star Wars, isn't it? Yes. 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 <laughs> Our buddy Rock noticed that. He was like, hey, that was the first thing out of Rock's mouth. Was he's. He's, he said he watched The Mandalorian, and he says, hey, it's the first time we saw a toilet. I was like, leave it to you, Rock, to that be the first thing that you say about the whole show. It's his brand. It is. It totally is. And to me, that character felt more Star Trek and less Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, I could see that. And maybe that's why. Maybe and it's because of how he carried himself and spoke and everything else. But I, there have been plenty of aliens in Star Wars that have spoken English and not so yeah. fancy, fancy like Hatties or something language. Right. So. Yeah. Um, I love, I love the fact that we see, uh, the carbonite being used. So evidently it's now a acceptable way to transport, uh, after the events of Empire Strikes Back. So, uh, they found that they can have people survive in it. Um, 
That was great. I loved uh, Brian Pusain's appearance. Uh, Before he gets eaten. Yes. <laughs> Which even that was cool. Like it was very uh, the the uh, creature that came up and grabbed the ship. It was very that could have been like drug out a lot longer than it was, but it wasn't. He just was very you know he stumbled a little bit trying to free his ship from uh, from this creature and zapped him with with his. Uh, rifle there which is right from the star wars holiday special yep. weapon uh so yeah holiday special reference number two in the first like 30 yep. seconds or yep. five minutes yeah. of it yeah so so that was very cool um obviously we know now that he has some issues with droids right away you know because when the one speeder came up he was like no droids and someone else pointed this out i thought thought it was kind of interesting thing to think about was remember uh, when Luke traded in his land speeder and said, uh, ever since the other model came out, it's just not in demand anymore. I wonder if the model that came out that makes his obsolete was the model we saw the droid driving. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, weird. It was weird seeing the, that Grindin like playing like the Ocarina of Time yeah, in order yeah. to get the. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, that was, that was kind of neat. Um, and then, uh, so then, uh, we see he, you know, delivers what he needs to, to, uh, Mr. Carl Weathers, uh, who made, uh, appearance as a character. And I think he's appearing a few other times in, in the series from what I understand. So, uh, but it was great to see him. I actually thought he played the character pretty well. Uh, so. You've seen the meme about the the pucks with uh, yes. oh, yeah. with that character with that. Right. I need you to take these people out. It's the alligator from uh, from Happy Gilmore. Happy it's Gilmore. the predator, and it's uh, Ivan Drago. <laughs> Ivan Drago. He says these ones are personal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so one thing that uh, again something I had heard somebody point out, which I thought was interesting, was uh, how he didn't give him as much money for the bounties and everything else. And someone pointed this out and I guess it's true. I looked it up and, and stuff and it, it is a, I don't want to say a fact about Carl Weathers, but it's something that's known of him is that he is very cheap in real life. So he, he does, he, uh, he, he's a, he's a frugal. Pincher. He's yeah, frugal. he's frugal. Yes. So frugal. for him to play a character that's also frugal is, uh, was kind of amusing to see. So, well, they, they also point that out in Arrested Development. Yes. He's, he's yes. notoriously, yeah, frugal. So. Yeah. Um, but like I said, loved seeing him. Uh, and then, uh, he gives out this new bounty and we see the Mandalorian show up at an Imperial, like, hideaway of sorts. Um, with a gonk droid. That was fun to see. And that, that droid that came out at the beginning and talked, the little yes. eyeball. Just like Jabba's Jabba's Palace. Play. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing too. There's a lot of little Easter egg, like little, you know, nostalgia throwbacks and everything else of like, you know, remember this, remember that. Uh, but it was still done for the element of the story. It wasn't done just for nostalgic sake, sake. Like it made right. sense for that droid right. to come out and scan the badge and everything else. So. It wasn't like Rogue One on Jetta where they bumped into, uh, Evazan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. like that didn't make any sense, but okay. Right, right. Yeah, the, the fact that he's being guided by a gonk droid is like, okay, yeah, that's just the droid that's there, but we all know that droid. So, um, so stuff like that was really cool. 
Um, and then we learned also about the um, the metal. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name. Besker Steel. Yeah, Besker yeah, Steel. Yeah. Um, and obviously that was taken from the Mandalorians by the Empire. It even has the Imperial stamp on it and everything. So, but they use that for their armor and everything. So, so like I said, there was like little hints to the Mandalorian lore and and background that of stuff like that. Well, hell, right? when when he goes to the the on that little Mando enclave, and even yeah. the kids are running around and they have helmets yeah. on. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I, and I know people have pointed this out. I don't think that that was actually Boba Fett in the background. Boba Fett's um, dead. Get over it. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> There's that one image that they show, and I'm like, it's not, it's not yeah, people close keep, enough. People keep pointing out, well, it's got the same helmet dent, and it's got the same color. Then, like, you can't see anything in that scene well, in, like, in the right. background color-wise no. or well enough to figure out exactly what's going on with that. Right. I have no doubt it's an homage to Boba Fett, but sure. it's not Boba. So now if they reveal Boba Fett at some point, I'm not going to be mad at that. But at the same time, I don't think that was it. <laughs> I think um, if they reveal him, if he's in the series, which I hope he's not. Uh, yeah, because I don't want because then it becomes the Boba Fett show. Right. Um, right. I agree. The it, it's OK to, to do a man. There are more Mandalorians than Boba Fett. Right. So and this one's a pretty badass uh, representation. So. More so than we saw Boba Fett in the actual movie. So, well, I like the comparison I've heard that he's not—he's more like an Indiana Jones character. Who yeah. Indiana Jones isn't the greatest fighter, but right. it's his tenacity, yeah, and his ability to get back up—that's what, especially with Episode Two. Yeah, and we're, we'll definitely get into that because uh, I found that very amusing. Um, so yeah, so then he, he goes, like you say, he goes to the Enclave. Uh, hands the steel over and, uh, they make a pauldron for him, uh, uh, and, uh, send him on the, you know, his mission and everything else that, and he tells him like, I'm going to be coming back with more. Uh, so then he takes off and this is one thing I, I do wish that they would have done is they don't tell us really what planets he's going to. So we really don't like, it's not even mentioned the planet, the name. I don't need the planet in big letters or anything like that, but it would have been nice to kind of hear what planets he's traveling to. I don't really have a problem with that. It's yeah. um, because then you start focusing too much on, oh, is that Tatooine? If if somebody yeah. pops up as a Tatooine, then suddenly you've just made a bigger character out of the planet rather than. Yeah, I, I don't think I necessarily want it to be the planets we know. I, I think the reason I want to kind of hear, hear the planet's name is just to expand the universe even more by hearing other planets uh, being involved. But uh, so he... He lands uh, on this new planet. He uh, gets attacked by I'm trying, the Blurg. Is that the name of the beast? Yep. Yeah. Uh, which, does anyone, either one of you know, well, Eric, you might know, uh, where the Blurg first appeared? Probably like the Endor movies or something. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, it was the Ewoks. Yeah. I, the I, Ewok was, movies, I was yeah. guessing that's where they came yeah. from. Yes. I literally yes. have not seen those movies since they aired originally. <laughs> I, I have, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was the Ewok movies, uh, which kind of makes, it brings another thing into canon again from something that was legend. Uh, although those Ewok movies, I don't think were ever canon. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so the Blurg, he gets, uh, attacked by one, uh, and then we have, is it, is it pronounced Kuil? K-U-I-L-L? I thought it was Quill. 
Quill, kind of okay. like you know, like Peter Quill, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I think it's um, I think it's spelled with a K actually, but I don't. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's it's K K U I L L. I think is how it's spelled. Uh, it might be a hyphen in there too. Um, but uh, who was uh, and Quill was played by uh, Nick Nolte, which I didn't look at the casting at all. So when I watched it the first time, I did not know that was Nick Nolte. I didn't either. <laughs> I didn't either. I, I did immediately. Yeah. Well, cause I always like the term that people have been calling it uh, an Ugg Nolte. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because he was an Ugnaught, yeah. uh, which was awesome, which explains why he's so handy and, and everything else. Um, and again, another nice nod to stuff we already know, but in this, it wor- again, worked for the story that was being told. Um, but yeah, he. Uh, the second time I watched it, I was like, oh my God, how did I not know that was Nick Nolte? <laughs> um <laughs> Cause you definitely hear it. I love the, I love his phrase of, uh, I have spoken, uh, whenever he's done talking. Uh, but he rescues him, takes, uh, takes him back, uh, and tells him he's going to help him out. And, uh, other people have come beforehand. And I love this little banter too, where he's like, other people have come before and, he, and the Mandalorian asks him like, what happened to them? And he's like, they're all dead. And he goes, and I don't know if I want your help. <laughs> so, um, but then he he heads back to uh, is is this he doesn't head back to the ship yet because he doesn't know the Jawas have destroyed it yet. Correct? It's not till episode two. Correct. He goes. He leaves yeah. the, the montage training type scene. Yes. And goes to whatever the compound is that was full of the yeah. uh, the, the Nictos or whatever they were. Yeah, it had a bunch of the like. Uh, not necessarily bounties, but other mercenaries. Yeah, I'm not so, sure because that's really confusing. Because like, were they paid to defend that place? Because it, 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 he implies that a lot of people have tried and, and gotten killed. Yeah. There. So. I feel like they're trying to protect the the baby Yoda for somebody. Like that they it, it almost it almost had a feel like granted there was a lot of them there. But it almost had a feel like they were waiting for someone to come up and come and pick up the baby. Like, we're here to protect the baby until whoever paid us comes and gets it. Must have paid uh, really well for 50 years of waiting. Right. <laughs> well, we don't know if they've been there 50 years. Um, we just know the baby might be around 50 years old. Um, but then we see, uh, I, I loved how he was looking through the, the binoculars, the, uh, just and had that same look and feel like Luke did when he was looking at the Tuscan Raiders, um, and then uh, he sees that IG Eleven uh, shows up, uh, which is a, a droid just like IG Eighty Eight, and we finally get to see why an IG droid would make a really good bounty hunter because uh, that droid was badass. <laughs> Any thoughts with that character or? Stuff that happened in that scene. It was amazing. We're all just spinning around like a whirly bird. Yeah. Zapping everything. But every time he wanted to self-destruct, it was hysterical. <laughs> that, that little thermite grenade comes out. You're like, oh, crap. You know, that was a nice little nod, too, that that popped out. Yes. And, yes. Yeah, I'm going to self. No, don't self-destruct. <laughs> I got to say, I, know, it, I expected, can't that take character, expected that character to be around a lot longer than apparently he's going to yeah. be. There's some speculation that he's not dead. I think he is. I um, knows. Yeah. But, uh, I, yeah, I, I love the humor that they threw in there with that. And it made, again, it, it wasn't forced humor. It, it made sense that 
this droid would be like, okay, we're in a no-win situation. I can't be captured, so initiating self-destruct. It's like, no, don't do that. Um, and all the memes so, that have popped up because of that. Oh, yeah. Between the I have spoken and the initiate self-destruct, it's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> One of the ones that I posted on the Star Joe's page was... Uh, it's it's the IG-11 sitting there, and it says, uh, initiate self-destruct, change my mind. <laughs> so, um, and then, yeah, and then they go inside. Uh, there's one, I was kind of surprised there's only, there was only one guy inside. Like, it's, like, basically they all came out. Uh, but there was one guy left inside. Mandalorian takes him out. And then that's when we get the big reveal of it, you know, being baby Yoda inside. And... It seems like to me, and you guys correct me if you got a different feel for it, but it seemed like to me that the IG-11 droid was sent there by somebody different because his orders were to kill it. There was no orders to, he says, my orders were very clear, that, and where the Mandalorian's orders were to bring it back alive, dead possibly if he has to, but they prefer it alive. I assume that there's multiple factions of people vying for to get a control of that thing, or to get it. Because that also implies that people, know, some people, some people know what it is. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Oh, I think there's definitely people that know what it is. I think the Empire knows what it is, um, which is why the Empire, the scientist wants it alive for sure. But I think the Empire, the guy from the Empire was that's why he's like uh, dead if you have to, like because he, I think he would prefer it dead. So. I would think if they wanted it that badly, they could just send a contingent of stormtroopers, and it would have been done a long time ago. Yeah. Well, they might not have a contingency of stormtroopers anymore. Well, if it's been there for 50 years. Well, again, I don't know if it's been there 50 no, years. He could have clearly that this has been active for 50 years. Oh, okay. So he clearly he he made it the way. That, Are you talking about Quill saying that? No, I'm talking about uh, Werner Herzog's character. He said that it's you know this is this tracker is 50 years old, but it should still work. Right. Well, that doesn't mean it's been at that location for 50 years. It just means it's had that tracker on it for 50 well, years. Well, apparently as easy as it was to find him with that tracker, I don't I don't think it yeah. mattered where it was. Yeah. Well, and was it easy, though? We That's the one thing I will say that I wish they would have done a little bit more with, and maybe this could have added more time, is he said someone with your skills should be able to, because uh, he was missing data, it was missing information, and he says, but someone with your skills should be able to find it, so... He, they may not have had all the information they needed to be able to track it down. So, but with Quill also making all the comments about multiple, a lot of people right. have come and tried. True. And IG Eleven was there, and then those Trandoshans that jump him. True. So they clearly, people, a lot of people have figured out where it is or yeah. how to get there. But eh, yeah, whatever. yeah, I don't know. Um, and then uh, the one I mentioned that there was two surprises for me, and I don't know if you guys thought the same thing also or not, but for just a split second there, I thought the IG-11 droid shot the baby Yoda. Just for oh, a yeah, split well, yeah, second. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, it's hard to... Would have been a bit of a surprise, but... Yeah. <laughs> I was like, they did, they, he did not just do that. <laughs> um, so, Grub, were you fooled at all for even a moment, or did you figure there's no way they just shot it? I think I blinked when it happened. Like, I happened to be blinking when it happened, so all of a sudden, mm. like, he, sh you know, like, you hear the blaster shot, and then there's uh, IG-11 laying on the ground. Yeah. And I d it didn't really, I didn't, I expected them to not kill the baby. 
Yeah. I didn't I didn't think it was going to be killed, so I wasn't really surprised. I mean, I was more surprised by the oh, he shot IG11. That's interesting. Right. That was yeah. that was the surprise. It wasn't the I didn't think that he that anybody yeah. had shot the kid. Yeah. It was only like I said for me it was just a second there where I was like, "Crap, did they just shoot?" The-? I was like, "No, they wouldn't have done that." That's the point of the whole show right now. Um, so then, uh, uh, just a few days later, we got episode two and that kicks off with, like you mentioned, uh, the, him being jumped by the, the Trandoshans and, uh, that was a cool battle. Uh, again, starting off right off with action again, like they did with episode one and, uh, Throughout the, the whole second episode, uh, and I, I think everyone kind of figured it was going to happen, but, uh, I found it amusing that every time he turned around, the baby was out of the carrier. And I'm like, is that little thing doing the, using the force to get out of that carrier? It's <laughs> like, can this thing use the force? And then sure enough, later on, we got con- confirmation that yes, it can use the force. Um. I kind of came to that conclusion when, like, the first time you see him, he's, he's like, trying to, to cauterize the wound on his arm. Yeah. 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 And the baby gets yeah. out and reaches out. I'm like, okay, that kid's force-sensitive. He's got the, yeah. He's trying to force-heal him. Yep. Yep. And uh, then we we get the the, uh, the Jawa scene because he returns to his ship, and uh, it's being completely torn apart by a, a group of Jawas, uh, which he... Uh, disintegrates a few of them and chases after the sand crawler, uh, which I thought this, I love this whole scene. Now granted, I'm a fan of the Jawa characters in general anyways. Um, but I love this whole scene and going back to what you mentioned earlier, uh, Eric is the fact that he goes after them, but he is not successful. <laughs> he gets shot off the top of it. <laughs> well, I love it. He, when he's, when he, it's just like in Indiana Jones when he's on the side and the rock things come. Yes. That was a great homage there too. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, the yeah. best part was that he grabbed the one out of the window and he threw it out of the window. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then threw the one off the top when he got to the top. Yep. But now we know what um, disintegrations look like in Star Wars because I don't think we've actually yeah. seen that happen before. No, we have not. And I even love the, I, and I love later on when, uh, Quill's taking him. He's like, they don't like you very much. He goes, well, probably because I disintegrated a few of them. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and some uh, I saw a reviewer that talked about the fact of uh, him climbing the sand crawler, took him back, and falling off when he just got near the top, took him back to playing the Star Wars uh, New Hope game on the Super Nintendo system where you had to climb up a sand crawler. And he says, and every time I got near the top, I fell right down. So he's like, it reminded <laughs> that scene reminded him of that. The so. most impossible video games ever made. Oh yeah. The super star Wars games. Good. Yeah. God. Oh yeah. Ridiculous. Yep. Um, but yeah, like I said, the, the whole Jawa scene was very entertaining. Uh, he, you know, he fall, he gets zapped, he falls down, he ends up going, Waking up and heading back to, uh, to Quill, letting him know what happened. Uh, and, uh, they head back and Quill ne- helps them negotiate, uh, to find out what they want in return for his, uh, ship's parts back. And, uh, they want the egg, uh, which that whole scene was entertaining too, uh, him going in and, uh, into this cave. And, uh, 
That was, I, I don't remember the name of the creature. That was the same creature that we saw in Clone Wars, wasn't it? It's, I believe this one's called a Mudhorn, but uh, I think okay. the one you're talking about was a Reek. Yeah, which yeah. They're the basically the same thing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, again, <laughs> he is not faring well against this thing. He gets he, his ass kicked when his yes. armor's all jacked up. That <laughs> yes. was awesome. And he's all yeah. covered in mud. I mean, that mud and that, you know, cake red mud. And, oh, man. Yeah. I don't know how he's not thrash. bleeding. I don't know how he's not bleeding internally after yeah. all that. <laughs> it's true. It was it, also it cool is. how he had the, 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 the little crib thing attached to his. Yes. You know, that, so he whipped his arm and that thing went flying. That was awesome. Flying. Yeah, to get it out of the way yeah. and everything. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, just went, I mean, basically he accepted his fate that he's going to probably die, pulls his little dagger out and is just waiting for the thing to come bearing down on him. Next thing he knows, the thing's floating in the air in front of him because little baby Yoda lifted it up in the air. <laughs> um, so that, that was awesome. Um, and then after that happened, uh, little baby Yoda passed the hell out. <laughs> um, and then he goes into the cave and finds this hairy egg and brings it back to the Jawas. And <laughs> it was like all that for them to just, I thought they were going to want this egg to like breed one of these things for themselves or worship it. Yeah. Something. Cause wasn't there an egg thing? Wasn't the egg thing in the Poe Dameron series? Oh yeah, I think so. Like some, wasn't it an egg? Like the whole yes. power thing? Yeah, that's what yes, I was like. Yes. Okay, because they did that, and I'm like, oh man, I really like the Poe Dameron series. Are they going to tie that in too? That's kind of cool. Right, right. Yeah, because that had like kind of a dragon type yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, but then no, they just slice it open like it's a, a <laughs> like coconut. a Cadbury egg. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it looked like. <laughs> and they're just chowing down on the inside. Um. And then they give him all of his ship parts back and takes, takes him what, like a day or two to repair it, uh, with Quill helps him and, well, Quill's the one doing the work and he, he says, you know, it goes a lot faster if you help me. <laughs> and, uh, they fix his ship and he offers for Quill to come with him, which I wish he would have because I really do like that character. I don't um, think that's the last we've seen of him. Oh, I don't think so either. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, he flies off with, with baby Yoda and, uh, and that was, that was pretty much it. We don't, we don't know where he's going or what's going to happen next, but, uh, but we can't wait to see. No. And we'll see it once. I think it's once every Friday until after Christmas. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's every Friday except for, I think the week of, uh, one of the weeks it gets released. I think early, early, uh, because otherwise it's the week of the release of episode nine. They actually releasing it yeah. on a Wednesday that week. Oh. Yes. Uh, They're releasing it on a Wednesday and then the next, and then episode eight's not coming out till the Friday after, well, after yeah. that, like 10 days after. So, cause they don't, they don't want to release the episode the same days of releasing the movie. Right. Right. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. Uh, so, and it, if you've listened this far, we've spoiled the hell out of the first two episodes for you. So, if you haven't watched it already, um, but yeah, I, I, big fan of it, and I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with the rest of it. I, when I will say, I did have some reservations when Baby Yoda was first revealed because I was like, 
please don't turn this into like some type of comedic thing where he has to keep rescuing the baby left and right. And then they didn't do that. They, they kept it serious with, with normal, natural humor thrown in. And if anything, the baby saved him. So, so that was a nice twist. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been really good. Um, how about the rest of Disney Plus? Uh, John, have you watched anything else on there or what, what, is there anything else that has you excited or anything else that you want to be checking out on it? The first night that I got it, I watched The Rocketeer because it is nice. one of my favorite superhero movies ever. It's fantastic. I started Tron just to see what it would look like, you know, on mm-hmm. the, on the nice television and it looks great. Yeah. I started Empire to see what it would look like and it looked great. Uh, I have watched the Jeff Goldblum show, which is incredibly funny. And I have he, watched both episodes just, of that. Yeah. He's just an interesting dude. That's all there is he, to it. He's a, he he's is. on his own wavelength, and I think that's a it's great that he. I'm learning something, right? I learned something about yeah. sneaker cons. Did not yeah. know they existed, and apparently they had a, it in Ohio and I didn't even, a, in Cleveland. And I didn't even realize there's, it. A, there's a lot of cash at those things too. That was yeah crazy. But no, that, that's been fun. I, I am looking forward to digging into Rebels because I've never seen that show. Oh, and I know you, like we've that. talked about it a lot. And so I want to, yeah. because I've gotten so excited about the Mandalorian, I want to get that back history that's there and from Clone Wars, what I do remember of Clone Wars. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I'm excited about that. I have not watched any of the other movies. The, the, the superhero cartoons, it's cool. I, it doesn't do much for me. The one I'm disappointed they don't have is Superhero Squad. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if that's because it's a licensing thing. Yeah, it's interesting because they have, they have a show that looks similar, but it was from later. And I don't know. I don't, I didn't recognize that one, but you know, Daniel and I have talked a lot about the yeah, fact. It's like Marvel All Stars. Something, something like that. Like, yeah. But it yeah. looks that similar chibi kitty yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I, I think what's great though is it, it's, it's been a nice, Walk down memory lane, you know, like I said, especially eight, with an 18 and 16 year old to go back and we were uh, like Tron Uprisings on there. And yeah, Daniel and I so watched, good. I know Tr- Daniel so and I good. loved that show. That's one oh, of the I first, too, yeah. one of the first sketches I ever got from Brian Shearer was a, was a Tron sketch. He did a, nice. he did an uprising style and uh, that was one of the first things I ever got from him for Daniel. So he's watching that, and we've been talking about it's kind of cool to see these things that he was watching. And he even started he, – we were watching something, and he's like, I can't remember – I can't believe I remember this stuff from when I was six and seven. You know, yeah. and, it, and it just kind of comes back to him. And so it's fun to watch it with him and through his eyes Yeah, because, you know, obviously they watched G.I. Joe, and they've seen some of the stuff that I was into as a kid. But it's kind of, it's neat to see. I mean, we didn't have, I didn't watch G.I. Joe when I was 10 and then saw it again when I was 20. Right. I mean, it just, it wasn't necessarily available in that same way. I mean, you could get on VHS or something, but this is, it's just a different thing. Super fun though. There's a lot to, there's going to be a lot to dig into. Yeah. But I, you know, it's hard to do it all. (laughs) Like you said, with everything that's going on. But no, I, the, the, the Star Wars cartoons in particular, I'm, really excited to get in and, and watch those and yeah. learn more. And I will, and I will say much like Grub was saying, uh, when it comes to anything that Floney does, Rebels does, in my opinion, Rebels does start off a bit slow. Oh, the, uh, the first, about half the first season or so yeah. is, is just building up, building up, building up. But then season right. two and season three are spectacularly good. They're and, at, yeah. They're and four is pretty good too. 
Yeah, I loved I loved it all. Uh, but yeah, it was like you said, Grub. It's the, the first half of that first season. It's it's a slow burn. It, it's building things up for you. So yeah, the space Aladdin. Yes. Uh, how about Grub? How about for you? What have you seen? What are you looking forward to? What anything in particular missing for you? Um, I unfortunately have the issue where I got I have to appease the kid. So yeah. I have introduced him to the Adventures of the Gummy Bears. <laughs> and Darkwing Duck. There is nothing wrong with that. And, um, <laughs> and he is he is loving Darkwing Duck right now. I mean, he nice. loves Darkwing. He's like, watch Darkwing, watch Darkwing. I'm like, I don't want to watch Darkwing right now. <laughs> um, Shame on you. You should always want to watch Darkwing Duck. <laughs> well, that's the problem is there's a lot of other stuff I'd like to watch too. I know. I know. Uh, I've watched the first episode of the uh, Imagineering document docuseries. Nice. Um, which was really good. Uh, I mean, cause I'm a, a big time history buff when it comes to Disney. Yeah. Um, and I know that like, even though waking sleeping beauty is on there, that's a great documentary that I haven't seen in a long time. Uh, the boys about the Sherman brothers who, if you don't know who the Sherman brothers are, you know, their music and you know, their songs. Um, okay. cause they have written uh, the fifties, the sixties, the seventies. They have written small world is their song. Uh, they did a lot of the music for Mary Poppins. I mean, they have done uh, a crap ton of music for Disney over the years. Um, Walt and El Grupo. There's a lot of good stuff on there. Uh, I just watched um, the uh, uh, the Black Hole literally before we recorded this. Um, <clears throat> at some point, I actually have to watch The Rocketeer now that I have access to it because I've never seen the whole thing in one sitting. Uh, my wife has watched Mary Poppins twice. Um, there is, God, there is so much stuff. We, we keep, we just haven't had a chance yet to watch the, uh, Jeff Goldblum series, uh, on the, you know, the, whatever, the world according to Jeff Goldblum. I mean, there yeah. is, uh, so much, so much stuff I want to, you know, you know, old, just in general, old yeah. Disney movies I haven't seen in a long time or I've never seen. Like, I've never seen Mulan. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Oh, it's a great movie. Um, stuff like that that I, I need to, I want to go back and watch. And I just, you know, right now I had just a lot going on and I haven't had as much time as I would like to invest in it. So, yeah. But that's, there is stuff missing that I yeah. wish was there, but I understand. Like, I think you and I were talking about the Indiana Jones movies aren't there. But right. I think because they were put out by Paramount, that's probably a whole other situation. It could also be because right now those all the Indiana Jones movies are on Netflix, so those could be under contract right now. Yeah, and they also the Paramount Network rebranded yeah. itself to that, um, and I think they're on there. So I I thought it was interesting though because I, I have Amazon Prime and I've been watching stuff there. They right now have Avengers, Iron Man two, Cap's first first Avenger. They've got a bunch of the movies. That just came out on Disney, which I found really interesting. Yeah, right. yeah. Like that, that seemed like odd to me. I know they've never. I think it said it's the exclusive home for Endgame. Yeah. But and the other ones, I, I guess I was a little surprised. Toy Story Four wasn't on yet. I don't know when that's coming. Uh, because but. that one's the same thing. It's a pre. Toy Story Four, I think. Um, Lion King, Solo, Lion King. and Last Jedi are currently not on Disney Plus because of previous. Agreements. Um, gotcha. There, there's actually like if you go, I've noticed this with like Last Jedi and Solo are there, and if you roll over and click on them, it'll says like available 
at like yes. January, whatever. A date, to, right? Cool Runnings, um, the movie about the Jamaican yeah, bobsled yeah, team, yeah. is on there, but you can't watch it yet. Yeah, oh, that's because, weird. And, and it also tells you. Same thing with uh, national on this, yeah. Whatever the date is. Same thing with uh, national treasure. The second national treasure movie's on there, and you can watch it. But the first one is is on there, but you can't watch it yet. Um, same thing with the fifth pirate, so the uh, Caribbean movie. It's on there, but you can't watch it yet. <laughs> okay, nobody needs to see that. Yeah. Well, I actually one of the things I, I did watch because because I haven't seen all of them uh, is I actually did go and watch all the pirates movies except for the fourth one. Now I've watched the first three, uh, which I'd only ever seen the first two before this. So, um, but just for the hell of it, I was like, I'm going to watch them all. And then all of a sudden I saw, I can't watch the fifth one. I was like, but you can add the movies like that to, um, watch the watch list. So this way, once they become available, they will notify you, yep. uh, which I think that's good. Um, flight of the navigators on there. And I haven't seen that in, yeah. 20 something year, 25, 30 right. years. Yeah, um, I'm going to say, I do think that they have to do some changes and updates to their system. I know that they're, they are doing one that's very critical to, in my eyes, which is the continue watching. Yeah. There, there's a lot of stuff feature. they need to, yeah. they need to implement to make everything run smoother. Right. Um, I do like the fact that you have the categories though, for like Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. I like that you can go into those subcategories uh, here in the mood for something in particular. Yeah, the Star Wars Empire Dreams, that documentary that came out in like 2005 or so. Yeah. Um, that's on there. Like, there's so much good yeah. stuff on here that, yeah. oh my yeah. God. I was, I was having dinner with uh, my, my, whatever, brother-in-law, sister-in-law, and their kids tonight. And my sister-in-law, I think I'm going to drop it after next month. I'm like, are you insane? She's like, well, we already <laughs> own like half these movies and blah, blah, And I'm like, there's so much good stuff on here. Right. Like, you're going to drop it after a month just because, well, I've already seen all these things. You have two kids. Right. You know? <laughs> well, and the thing is, I can guarantee you they have not seen all of it because there's so much on there. There's no way you've seen all of it. Um and granted, I'm I'm a huge Disney person too. Uh, but I, outside of the toys that made us, I have been basically living in Disney Plus. So like the first day, I watched The Mandalorian, um, and then I I watched The Black Hole. I watched The Black Cauldron, which were two movies I had not seen since I was a kid. Um, like I said, I watched three of the Pirates movies. I've watched a, f- a couple of the Pixar movies that I had oh. never seen before. So I watched uh, Brave and Inside Out, which I had not seen either one of those, and loved them both. That's um, right. I forgot. I've watched some of those. The Pixar, the Spark shorts. Shorts, yes. Yeah, that, I watched uh, Float yeah. and uh, Piper. I watched. Yeah, I watched Kid um, Bull and um, what's the other one? Smash and Grab. Nice. So. Um, my dog evidently really likes Disney Plus because <laughs> she's losing her mind when I turn on certain things on there and it doesn't even have to have animals in it. She's just like, like when there's animals on there for sure. But I've even watched like some crazy, like stuff that was just like, yeah, I'll go ahead and check this out. Like there was one called, it was national geographic thing. It was called bizarre dinosaurs. I was like, yeah, I'll watch that. Why not? Um, so there's stuff like that. There was a, uh, I watched the first episode of the nineties X-Men cartoon, which much like you were talking about John with your son, how he remembers stuff. I could not get over how much I remembered actual lines and quotes in in the X-Men cartoon, um, uh, at least that first episode. 
Um, I watched the first uh, episode of the Silver Surfer cartoon, which was from the 90s that I did not even know existed. Um, so that was cool to see on there. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch. I never even knew this was around. So I went ahead and watched an episode of that. I have not watched Spider-Man's Amazing Friends yet, but I do want to check that out, even though I heard that does not hold up well at all. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've, oh God, what else? I mean, I've, like, I've literally been living in this thing. I did watch the Jeff Goldblum, both of those. And I think that I, like you said, John, he is just kooky and weird. But he is so entertaining to watch. <laughs> um, he, he's just on a different wavelength. And again, I think it's, it's just entertaining. It he, works for that show. It, it, yeah. Well, again, it's him being weird and yeah, I will, I will tune in every week to see the next one. Even the Absolutely. next one's tattoos, which I definitely don't care about, yeah. but I didn't think I'd care about sneakers or ice. Well, I like ice cream, but yeah, I like ice cream, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, sneakers. I didn't think I'd care about, but that was interesting. <laughs> um, I did watch the, I was a little disappointed with this. I watched the Pixar in real life. I thought that was going to be like a whole episode type thing. And it's more like a Pixar short, but it's basically they do, uh, they do pranks on people with related to Pixar characters or. Well, there's, um, an app like Disney, Disney, I forget what it's called, but if you have, um, like a cable connection and you have the Disney channel, it's one of those things where you can just connect via that. Yeah. Yeah. But they have a Pixar in real life, but it's Doug, the dog from up. Nice. And it's the same thing. It's like five, seven minutes, something like that. Like the yeah. inside out one was. Yeah. And they actually put like the collar around his neck and nice. they have somebody speaking into a microphone. That's awesome. And, uh, it's like, I can't wait for that one to get up there. And like, they, like yeah. when you look at the thing, it's like Wally. I'm like, Oh, come on. Put Wally yeah. on there. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, I watched, I've been watching the Clone Wars, uh, again now, uh, which I'm enjoying the hell out of that. Um, there was a lot of stuff that I didn't realize existed either. Like the, uh, there was the Star Wars blips, which are just like these little one, two minute little cartoon things that was, uh, that featured the droids, uh, especially BB-8. Are they all like um, little like round, like balls? Everything's like a ball. Yeah, basically. Well, those are, yeah. those are like brand new. They're on the Star Wars, okay. um, YouTube page, but they, okay. they only started releasing them like maybe a month ago. Yeah, there was like eight of them that, that were on there, and I was like, oh, I'm going to watch these. Um, I was like, I didn't even know they existed, so, but they're cute. They're funny. They're little funny things. Um, and, uh, yeah, like I said, I, I can't even remember everything that I've been watching, but as I, oh, I watched uh, the first episode of the new DuckTales, which I had not seen before. I thought it was actually really good. I'm going to tell you right um, now, that new DuckTales show yeah. is great. I've heard it's got an overarching story. Uh, I think they're into season other at the end of season two. I think they're maybe the season three either just started or it's going to start soon, I think. And I heard they did a very interesting way of introducing Darkwing Duck into it. Yes. Um, And so I'm looking forward to eventually getting to see that. But I was a little skeptical because I wasn't a huge fan of the animation style because I was still holding on to the old animation style. But I watched the first episode and I was very entertained by it. So. Uh, I am definitely going to be rewatching Gargoyles. I uh, loved that show. Um, so yeah, there's just so much. And to your point, Eric, I'm like, there's so much on there. I, there's no way I would get rid of it in a month. Like, I mean, I paid for the full year, but, um, but there's no way I, I'm going to be continuously watching stuff. Hell, I'll binge watch The Simpsons and there's 30 seasons of The Simpsons on there. <laughs> 
You forgot the Muppets. Oh yeah, the Muppets. Which there are. We talked about this. There are a couple episodes or a couple movies on there that are not on there. Yeah, it's uh, um, Muppets Take Manhattan and um, the Muppets from Space. Yeah, which I'm not sure why those aren't there, but everything else yeah. is. And then and uh, I would love it if they would have had the Muppet Show, oh, the original Muppet Show, on there. But that's please not. Please put yet. the original Muppet Show on there. Yeah, that would be. And, and I have a feeling all of these things are going to eventually show up. Um, but it's just a matter of contracts and when things end and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, it's, I, I knew everything that was going to be on there cause there was a list out there of like what was going to be on there, but it was a whole nother experience to actually see it all on there. Uh, it was very overwhelming <laughs> at first, like I said, beyond the Mandalorian, which I knew I was going to watch first after that, I was like, I don't even know what to watch next, but I ended up picking the, the black hole. Um, which I really liked watching that again. So, but, uh, but yeah, I, I can't wait to see what else they do. I do want to watch the lady in the tramp, which the live action one, which they made specifically for Disney plus. Um, I heard it's, it's good. So I heard, you know, from a few people that they said they liked it. It wasn't great, but it was good. Um, yeah, so, I won't watch that probably ever. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't really care for the original animated one. I'm not going to watch this one. Gotcha. I'm sure, it's all well and gotcha. handy, but gotcha. You know, I guess maybe if you want to talk about what's not there, and that's yeah. Song of the South. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of rumors about they were going to edit Dumbo, Dumbo and take the crows edit. out, but apparently they put some kind of little disclaimer on the front of it, but they yeah. left the crows in. Yeah. Well, because if they had taken that out, I don't know that would have completely changed the movie. Cause yeah, because that's how, how he gets the, he get feather. the feather. Yeah. Right. So, um, and as a kid, I never, I mean, I realize looking at them now, yes, they're very, uh, racial type characters, well, you know, they're, the one is they're stereotypes. And right. Um, but as a kid, they were just funny characters to me. So, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, in Song of the South, I, I, that's, I'm sure I saw it at some point in my life, but, uh, when I saw the name of at least one of the characters, I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I understand why that's not on there. I <laughs> prefer they put Song of the South there, but then, but put their display before it, put some kind of yeah. option for, you know, some kind of like disclaimer of somebody popping and say, look, we understand how this looks was, in the current modern right. day, right? You know, how people think. Yeah. This was, when this was made, this was not an uncommon thing. Here it is for historical purposes, you know. I I agree with you completely. I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, just some kind of look. It's just going to look rough, but right. it's here if you choose to watch. Not that I would ever watch it because I don't have any desire to watch it. Um, I think I think I would watch it out of curiosity. So you, um, you've never seen it? I think I think I have seen it because a lot of it is very familiar to me. Yeah. Um, because I mean, it was on. I think it was on VHS for a while, and you could get DVD copies of it. But you got to go overseas, and they they did stuff like re-release it in movie theaters up until like the eighties. Yeah. So yeah, I actually I'm, saw it in a theater. Okay. I mean, and for God's sake, they have Splash Mountain in both Orlando and California, right. which is based on Song of the South. <laughs> right. If you're that embarrassed by it, why are those rides still there then? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I agree with you. I think, I wish they would. Uh, and like you said, Eric, I think I, I'm sure I've seen it, but it's been so long. I don't remember 
much of anything about it other than the song that everyone knows, the zippity doo da Um, but, uh, I, I wish they would have put it on there and just put some type of disclaimer in, in front of it. And then it's your choice if you want to watch it or not. It's, that's the thing. Also, it's always a choice. I think there's also some Donald Duck cartoons that they didn't put on there from World War II that are pretty, uh, gotcha. racist towards, uh, the Japanese. Gotcha. So, you know, I can, understand, oh, yeah, I, can I can understand yeah. that too. Cause they're, you know, but yeah. still there's something to be said about, you know, regardless of, it's almost like you're trying to edit history. Yeah. Like saying these things don't exist. You know, um, or very, or at the very least, maybe just put out some kind of documentary about things that were, were, you don't, you don't necessarily have to show the whole thing, but right. have the discussion about it to bring it up. Right. You know? Right. But, um, but overall, I'm very impressed with it. Uh, I did have, I don't know if you guys had any issues, but I was there day one and I did have issues even trying to log in or set up, uh, additional accounts and stuff like that. Uh, basically the whole thing just crashed for a while. Um, but once the afternoon came, it, I didn't have any problems. Like once it got to be like around one o'clock or so in the afternoon, there was, I had no issues whatsoever. I didn't get to watch any of it till I got home at like four, almost five o'clock that night. Cause, uh, cause so everything was fixed by then. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> it, it, I think it went like when I woke up at five o'clock in the morning, um, it, I think at five thirty, I mm-hmm. checked and it was up. So I downloaded it then and I got everything set up and ready to go on the TVs on the Apple TVs. And that was, you know, I looked at it for a few minutes and then have to get the kit up. I got to go to work. So I didn't, I didn't yeah. get a chance to see any of it. Yeah. Well, I am off the next couple of days. I have a lot of things to do in the house, but, uh, but I think in between I'll be checking out more Disney plus, uh, and see what other things I can check out. Like I said, there was a lot of Pixar movies that I just never had the opportunity to see. And I loved everything that they've ever done. So uh, looking forward to seeing those. The ones I've never seen, um, I just felt like they weren't necessarily geared towards me at all, but I do want to check them out as I've never seen any of the Cars movies. So I actually uh, like the, well, I like the first Cars movie, but mm-hmm. I'm more of, um, I, it's more the, the art and the back. Oh my God. The, the, the movie is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, the second movie, eh, it, it's okay. It's not great, yeah. but it's okay. That's how I felt. That's how I felt about Brave. Like I liked Brave. I thought it was a very good movie, but I was more awestruck by the scenery that they created in the world that they created. I thought like that was very breathtaking looking because it looked so real in certain areas. So. Um, I will say the, uh, kind of a kudos thing for, uh, one short that I watched, and I think this one was made for Disney Plus, uh, and I recommend checking it out. It's, uh, it was a Pixar short called Float. Yeah, it's one of the Spark shorts. That's one yeah. of the ones that they had not been released to theaters. Yeah. Like Piper was, I'm, I remember seeing yeah, that, that before one of the movies. Yeah. Yeah. But Float was very good, and if you have, uh, a child that has some special needs, I think that's a good one for any parent to watch, uh, cause that's what it was created for. Like, there's a little thing at the end that's an, a nod to parents that have had, uh, children with special needs. Um, it, it's a very emotional short, and I think it's very, very well done. Um, 
So, and it shows like a point that I think a lot of parents reach at, uh, with their children sometimes. So. Did you happen to notice? I, I had, I may have missed it, but if they had the short, um, like the, there's a Pixar, like short films collection Blu-ray they've put out. I, yeah. I don't know if I saw that there. Cause there's also, they also have two discs out for Disney shorts that they've released before movies in the last, you know, 10 yeah, years so, or so. Yeah. I know that there was a DVD of the Pixar shorts a while ago. Uh, and I, I know cause I have that one, but I did notice that there are some Pixar shorts, some of the early ones that are not on Disney plus right now. So like tin toy and Wally B and all those are probably not there. Right. Mm, right. Disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Disappointing. But again, ho- but again, hopefully they'll, they're just going to show up at some point. So, um, yeah, I'm looking at, I'm looking forward to seeing what other stuff they bring to it and then looking forward to seeing, I will say this, it makes me extremely, the man, what they did with the Mandalorian makes me extremely excited for the Obi-Wan series they want to do and all the Marvel series ones that they want to do. And one of the things that they showed, uh, that I watched on there was, uh, the MCU, uh, exploring the MCU or like expanding the MCU. Uh, it was like a short film thing that they did that basically showed what was at um, uh, Sando Comic-Con, and they show clips of what the What If cartoon's going to look like. Holy crap, the level of animation that they did for that is um, is just awesome. Like It's super detailed, a lot of action. Uh, they really did a, a really good job, and I'm looking forward to that. Now, unfortunately, that doesn't come out until 2021, um, but there are going to be some of the other Marvel shows uh, coming out in 2020. And then the Obi Wan, I think, is slated for 2021. That's say. supposed to start shooting, I think, in the spring. Right. So, but we won't probably see it till the next year. Though. Yeah, no, absolutely not. So, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, the fact that they got Ewan McGregor's work doing that, and they got the Marvel actors doing the Marvel stuff, I'm just like, it's they're they're not pulling any punches right now. So, um, and like I said, the, just seeing what. The, Falcon the Winter Soldier, I believe, is already shooting. Yeah, because there that's are some. Late next year. I was going to say, there's some that are coming out next year, uh, so it's not like you're going to have to wait very long for some of those. There's, there's at least two or three that are coming out next year. So, and then there's other ones coming out in 2021. So, um, yeah, very excited to see what they bring, but yeah, the nostalgia will keep me around for, for a while, especially because, like I said, there's a lot of stuff out out there that, yeah, came out in the past, but I never saw it. So, uh, looking forward to it. Stuff like Darby O'Gill and the Little People. I, I will watch that. I'm telling Sean you right now. Sean Connery, man. Sean Connery. I, I watched that several times when I was a kid. So, I I will. I have that slated already to watch uh, on St. Patrick's Day next 20, year. Twenty thousand so. leagues under the sea. I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and I think they have it too where you can go through the decades. Yeah, they they have stuff. it in release order. They, they have an option where it's like through the years and it's like yeah. it starts like if you go to like the through the years for the the animation movies, it starts with yeah. Snow White and then it works its way down the line. Yeah. Um, as to the year of release. I'm like that is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So All right, anything else? You guys that you wanted to mention before we go? I have one quick thing as I, again, yeah. trying to look back through the 
at a time, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it. I got to meet star bitch number one, Jason <laughs> Adams, earlier yes, this did. year, and it was epic. It was so much fun. Uh, he's got a new job where he is flying through and was you know, flying for an airline and happened to be in Richmond. And Jason, I'm sorry, I didn't think of it when I was trying to think of what I've done this year or what I've done since since we last recorded. But, yeah, we got together. He came to Richmond. We had dinner. We hung out. We had beers. We laughed. We cried. It was better than cats. It was <laughs> phenomenal time. So, yeah. Everything looks on. better than cats. Put Putting him on notice that, yeah, Starbitch number one, we, we had a blast. Look forward to him coming through town again or trying to yeah. get down his way or – Heaven forbid if we can make the Top Gun 2 yeah. trip happen, it would be epic. Yeah. Well, and I think he reached out to me. I can't remember if it was for the – I think it was the Baltimore trip. <clears throat> um, he had reached out saying he was going to be in Cleveland, wanted to know if I'd be around. I can't uh, I can't remember if it was the Baltimore trip or something else. But basically, uh, I think I was driving back from Baltimore. And I says, I'm not going to be back in town until like around 9, 10 o'clock. And he's like, oh, I'm going to be – asleep at that point because he had an early flight the next morning um but uh yeah there's been a couple times i've had i we just did not were not able to meet up for because i had other things going on at the time uh but i definitely want to meet him uh it seemed like it was an awesome experience uh for you john to get together with him so very very cool all right uh uh Grub, how can people find you out in the interwebs? Uh, Facebook and the, in the group, the Star Jones group, and that's about it. Okay. Sounds good. And John, how can they find you and all your social hour goodness? HRSocialHourPodcast.podbean.com. Cool. And, uh, for Star Joe's, uh, you know, you pretty much already found us if you're listening to this, but you can find everything Star Joe's related at StarJoe's.com. Uh, there is also a fan page and a group page uh, on Facebook. There is a Twitter account, and there is a Instagram account. In the Instagram account, I post comic reviews of things that I'm reading. So um, that's pretty much everything. Also, call us and leave us a voicemail. We haven't had a voicemail in a long time. Uh, we'll play it on the air and respond to it, but the phone number is 440 uh I've nine four two or I, I don't remember four four hours four nine four two Joe's I believe is what it is. Uh, it's on the Star Joe's page. Go to starjoes.com. It's on there. You'll you'll be good. Uh, but with that, we'll go ahead and close the episode by saying the force will be with you because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone.